0: Heard the Lord say to me a few weeks ago, he said, when this service comes around, which was the first Sunday in December, he said, uh, I just want you to talk about breakthrough. Give me that card, the, the, the prophecy card. He said, I just want you to talk about breakthrough. And I said, Lord, what would you like me to talk about? and I think he went for lunch because there was no answer. So I called and got his voicemail and there was still, he didn't call me back. (laughs) I guess the Lord's busy dealing with Israel and Gaza and everybody else. And so I don't know what's going on. And so I've been asking him for three weeks, Lord, what about, what do you want me to say? But he hasn't said a word to me. But uh, this morning when I got up, I said, Lord, okay, the time is now. Now faith is. I'm releasing my faith he didn't talk to me and he just dropped a couple of things in my heart but then he said you 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 just follow your spirit with the rest of it so i'm just going to follow my spur today i'm calling it the god of the breakthrough sometimes god just wants you to meditate on something and this sermon is like a meditation so to speak not um, not that kind of meditation <laughs> okay? No, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a yogi, all right? No, no, no. no, we're just meditating on the word, and, I, and I'm just, he, he wasn't too specific, but the Holy Ghost knows how to lead, and he dropped some things in my heart, even though it was light, but uh, I believe it's going to be a blessing to you, and I'm going to start by reading the prophecy, which if you got one, there's one in the constant contact in your inbox, and then we've, of course, got these cards we handed out there at the info center. I would encourage you, maybe take a screenshot, or somehow keep it close to you you? Uh, the paper is not always easy to carry, but we put it so you have it on your fridge, whatever I want to read it for those of you who have remained faithful That's me through all the turmoil that has been taking place in our world You are on the brink of a major breakthrough Now this is what god said to jerry specifically about our church on saturday night This isn't just what he preaches everywhere. He goes god gave him this for our church All three prophecies were our church And he said to me privately, he said, I don't know, when I come to your church, there's such, I have such revelation to impart to your people. And he said, it's different. Most, not, he didn't say most, but he said, not every church is like that. That's because of a divine association, a divine connection. You are on the brink of a major breakthrough. You are on the brink. If you have it, put it up on the screen. That would be a help. If not, I'll read it. You are on the brink of a major breakthrough. He repeated it. And this is not the time to give up it is not the time to back off keep trusting god keep trusting his word god is working behind the scenes on your behalf even as you are sitting here listening to me right now something good and i'll borrow the phrase from my spiritual father one of my spiritual fathers O. robert something good is about to happen to you amen Amen. you're entering into a new season of blessings favor is coming your way in ways you've never experienced before If you believe it, if you just take it and go, oh, that's nice, it won't work for you. If you believe it, you release your faith for it, it will work for you. You're about to experience some very positive changes in your life. And you're going to be so glad that you didn't give up. Miracle breakthroughs are coming and your God is not going to allow you to be defeated. Something big is on the horizon. Watch for it. That means expect it. Expect it. What seemed impossible just yesterday and looked though it would never happen is about to happen. God has not forgotten you. You are ever before his face and he's always got you on his mind. It's a Psalm 20 moment for you. Hallelujah. And Psalm 20 says he will send you help from the sanctuary, strengthen you out of Zion. Remember all your offerings and we have given offerings and grant you according to his own heart. The Lord will fulfill your requests, your petitions. Now, he says, many of you the same night later on, about four hours later, God spoke to him two in the morning, uh, and he said, many of you in here today have been standing for a breakthrough for a long, long time, wondering when it would happen and if I would do it as you've seen it in your mind. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So just trust me. I know what I'm doing, and I've got it all worked out. I've already gone before you and surely made a way. Rest assured, your breakthrough is coming, and there will be no more delays. Finances, healing, and miracles too. They already have been arranged for you. So lift up, so lift your hands and praise me, for I am the God of your breakthrough what your enemy meant for evil i've turned into something good i'll always cause you to triumph just like i said i would so no more tears of sorrow only tears of joy and happiness yes the lord of the breakthrough has broken through for you hallelujah and finally lastly on that uh, the following day i think it was the monday or tuesday he said the lord said to him engulfed in my presence that's the key for finding the solutions that bring victory Lead not on your own understanding and when when you know not what to do get in my presence and i'll reveal it to you Don't be in such a hurry make time for me. Don't be in such a hurry Make time for me I don't have time make time I've got the answers that will set you free if you're in your time of trouble I'm here for you and what you're facing is not impossible. I know what to do Remember i'm with you and I won't let you fall fail by the power of the holy spirit. You will prevail your breakthrough is coming. I'll say it again. So lift up a great shout. You're about to win. Now, the, these, these, listen, the, that comes out in rhyme sometimes by the Holy Ghost. He's not sitting there thinking, hmm, I wonder what rhymes with that. It comes out of his spirit sometimes like that, other times not like that, but that's by the Holy Ghost. This is called a prophecy. This is something that came by the Holy Spirit through a prophet's office and we honor it that's why we made a card for it and i want to remind you that every all three prophecies the word breakthrough is mentioned some more than others but all three god was emphasizing when he came at a time in a season of pressure because i sent that video in barbados you're in a, the lord said to me they're in a season me too of pressure but this is not a time to turn back take your hands off the plow my soul is no pleasure in those that turn back hebrews 10 38. this is not a time to stop believing cast on comp your cup co- where your conference yeah. This is a time to keep going. Yes. Now, that's, God said that to me three in the morning yeah. in Barbados. And then, a, and then what, a couple weeks later, not even, yeah. a week later, yeah. the man of God who I've not said a word to, knows no idea about anything, comes, and God says three times to him. And yeah. yeah. the first time is don't give up, don't turn back. It's not time to quit. It's time to press forward. Exact same. Some of you even the same words that I used. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not me or him. It's the Holy Ghost trying to say something to us. And he's telling us a breakthrough. So the Lord said, I want you just to focus a little bit and meditate on that word breakthrough, what my word says about it. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Yes. And so I preached a sermon April 26, 2020, a month after COVID started. We was empty here, there was just the sound people and a couple praise and worship. And I was standing on this side and I was looking at that camera. And many of you were watching at home. And I preached on that Sunday, April 26, a sermon entitled, This is my Hebron Year and I'm Breaking Through and god spoke something to me so look at micah chapter micah chapter 2 this is important because god spoke this scripture to me back then micah is a minor prophet it's after jonah before naaman micah chapter 2 and go down to the end of that chapter micah chapter 2 and go down to the end of that chapter the very last verse verse 13 And it says the breaker is come up before them they have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it and their king shall pass before them and the lord on the head of them my god now let me read it to you from the amplified because it makes it just a little simpler to understand from the amplified version micah chapter 2 and verse 13. And it says from the Amplified, the Breaker, capital B, the Messiah, will go up before them. They will break through. Pass in through the gate and go out through it. Pass through the gate and go out through the gate. And their king will pass on before them the Lord at their head. Now the first phrase and the last phrase of that verse really go together The middle part is a a separate thought. So can I read you the first phrase and the last phrase without the middle part? The breaker, the Messiah, will go up before them. Their king will pass on before them the Lord at their head. It's saying Jesus, the Messiah, is our breakthrough. He's called the breaker. And he is going in front of us. He's not following me, buddy. That's why we have confidence, because he's going ahead of us. Whatever we face, he's already faced. He's already paid for it on the cross. he's, He's already dealt with it. He already knows how you feel. He felt it too. Jesus, the head, is going before us. And he's at our head. He's our king. He's going ahead of us, Jenny. And it says, and he's the breakthrough. So I want you to understand the first and beginning at first and end of that verse is saying the lord has gone in front of you and he's already broken through because he's your king and he's up ahead of you you got to remember that you're not you're not you know what the world says i'm in unchartered territory a believer is never in unchartered territory i don't know what to do i've never been here before that is a sinner statement that is not a covenant statement Jesus has been before me in everything I'll ever face. Jesus was there ahead of me. I'm never in uncharted territory. He blazed the trail. I never don't know what to do. I may not in my brain, but in my spirit, the Holy Ghost knows what to do. I just got to listen to him. right. Don't say, I don't know what to do. Say, I do know what to do because the Holy Ghost knows what to do. And I'm not in uncharted territory and I'm not alone. Jesus was here before me. If you'll think that way, it'll help you in in the trials of life. Jesus went ahead. The King is at our head, and He's already broken through. He's called, you know, one of the names of Jesus is the breakthrough. He is called the breaker. Just like He's called wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, breakthrough. His name is breaker. You hear that, devil? His name is breaker, and He broke you and he's broken through for me he's at my head now watch what it says they that's me and you jenny they will break through why because the breaker went ahead watch now it's very important they will break through they will pass through the gate and go out by it it's showing two aspects you're going to break through there's, there's an opening You've got to get into the threshold like your like your whole house you open that door there's an opening but you've got to step over that threshold but you're still in the vestibule now you've got to go into that next room Amen. that's what it's talking about there's a threshold crossing that's not where it ends it says that they have gone they have passed through the gate that's the threshold and have gone through it that speaks in the Hebrew you have entered into a new season you've gone through that, that storm door in your home, you've gone through the threshold, now you're into the foyer. Amen. You're into the next room. A lot of people, they just get stuck on the threshold. And God says, no, I want you to go in past it. Are you with me? Oh, I love that verse. Now, have a look with me, please, at 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. And it says for a great door and effectual is open to me and there are many adversaries what did he say you've gone through a gate that means in the hebrew an opening wow. what is what does paul say hey there's an opening there's an opportunity there's something new god has for me Amen. but hey you know what there are many adversaries Amen. now we know from micah there must have been many adversaries because if there wasn't why would jesus be called the breakthrough right. if it was easy if there was no hindrance if there was no wall that had to be broken he wouldn't be called the breakthrough he's called the breakthrough because at the gate of entrance there was a wall to keep you out and jesus busted through that wall for me he's at my head going ahead (laughs) hallelujah and i'm following and i'm going to get into that gate and i'm going to go through that gate into the next room of that house do you understand what i'm saying there are many adversaries, yes. In this season of pressure, there's many, but the focus is not on the adversaries. Like I said in the offering, where's your eyes? Where's your eyes? Stop looking. Look, Jesus, you're my breakthrough. You've gone ahead of me. I'm never alone, and I'm never in uncharted territory. You already walked the path. Hallelujah. You know that favorite poem of mine, Footprints. <laughs> it's just my favorite. It's weak. It's weak. It's <laughs> weak. That's what religion does. It cries about everything. Spirit of faith don't cry. Caleb never had footprints in his house. When I saw one footprint, then I knew you carried me because I was so weak. While Caleb is saying with the wind in his white mane hair, give me the mountain at 85. There ain't no footprints hanging in his. If you have footprints, you can enjoy it. I'm not against you. Don't get offended. I'm talking about the spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Don't talk about how weak you are. The spirit of faith talks about how strong you are in in him. In him. In him. Now, there is a footprint poem I'm writing. Yes, I'm writing. And probably only sell three copies because nobody will like it. And there is only one set of footprints. But he ain't carrying me, buddy. He went ahead of me. When I'm walking, I see one set of footprints. He ain't carrying me. He's given me strength to walk and charge the army, the, the mountain of giants, Lorna. But I do, set one, I do see one set of footprints. You know what that set of footprints means? He went ahead of me. When I'm walking, I'm never on the beach with nothing in front of me. I got footprints. Jesus went ahead of me. He already broke through for me. I have strength in him to charge the mountain of giants and I will break through that gate and go on past it into my promised land. My God, I'm going to write my own footprints. It ain't going to say anonymous author. It's going to say the Reverend Craig field is what it's going to say. And it's going to cost $900 per per thing because I'm only going to sell three copies. So I have to make it very, and you're buying one out of your spending money, not the family budget. And so are you, whether you like it or not. And so are you, board member. There we go. I got my three sales right there. $1,800. I'm, that'll pay for all the printing. Praise God. I know I'm a little bit crazy, but that's okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have a look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Can you turn there with me? Matthew chapter, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm, I'm cruising today. So Just stay with me. Don't lose, don't lose me now. Just stay with me. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. Now, let me read that to you. What was it again? Matthew chapter 11. Let me read it to you from the Amplified because, oh, I like the Amplified one on this one. And it says, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. And violent men seize it by force as a precious prize a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with the most ardent zeal and intense exertion what does it mean he's not talking about physical violence he's saying your faith the kingdom of heaven suffers violence in other words your faith Reaches out and takes the promises of God by faith. That's why Kenneth Hagin said, when you, when, re- when you believe you receive Mark 11, 24, when you, when you do that, I believe I receive it now when I pray. Another way to say that, his, his terminology, which I enjoy and I often say myself, is, Lord, I believe I receive it now. Uh, it's mine. I take it in Jesus' name. But you can take it like, Lord, I, <laughs> I take it that's footprints poem or you can say i take it that's pastor craig's footprints poem do you see the difference i violence not wimpy you've got to be violent because the devil and the many adversaries are trying to talk you out of it they're trying to talk you out of your healing they're trying to talk you out of your business prospering they're trying to talk you out of your marriage being sweet they're trying to lie to you that your kids aren't going to walk with god they're trying their best whatever area you're facing and you've got to be violent as you go through the gate you've got to be aggressive and say lord i take it it's mine as i go through this gate because there are many adversaries but the breaker's gone before me and as i go through the gate and pass on through i do it with an attitude of violent faith this is mine i have a right to it i will not be denied if you do that it'll work for you if you do it it will work for you i've proved it in my own life The more wimpy you are, the less the word works for you. The more aggressive you are, and I don't mean emotionally, I mean aggressive in your spirit, an ardent zeal, a violent taking the promises and believing that Jesus has the breakthrough. It will work for you. I am preaching better than you are saying. Amen. In the Vines Expository, violence means to get possession of, to take hold forcibly. It means in spite of violent opposition... You take it violently. In other words, violence meets violence. The devil violently opposes you, and you violently take it. The devil tries to stop you, you violently go through the gate. I'm going through into next year. I hope you come with me, but I'm going through. I, I, I'm not staying in this season. I'm moving past it, I'm going through. Season of pressure is coming to a speedy end, Jenny. Things are turning in businesses, things are turning in people's health, things are turning in marriages and in children, things are turning in money. And you say, well, you're just hyper. No, I'm, I'm, I'm violently taking it with my words. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is saying it. Because I believe it. It's turning for this church. It's turning for you. Expect to get that job. Expect to get that promotion. Expect favor at every turn. Expect it. We're going through a gate, Jenny. We take it violently. He is the God of the breakthrough. He is the God of the breakthrough. Now, let me read you Psalm 43, verse 5. Well, you can go with me. Psalm 43. This is a wonderful verse. And I'm going to read it from uh, the Passion Translation. Psalm, I want you to, I just did a little bit of study. He just said, meditate on these things. So, I'm meditating on them. And this is one verse that I found. Brother Jerry didn't quote this, I don't think. Psalm 43, verse 5. Hallelujah. Then I say to my soul don't be discouraged yeah. who's saying to your soul me. you yeah, i'm saying to you because you're blessed to come to a church like this yeah. Amen. but know what you have to say to your soul yeah. not your spirit because your spirit believes. Yeah. but your soul is where your mind will emotionally that gets all messed up by base on tests and trials yeah. until you renew it with the word watch this now then i say to my soul you've say this to yourself yeah. don't you be discouraged yeah. and don't be disturbed Oh, I love it. For I fully expect my Savior God to break through for That's me. Right. <laughs> then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again. He is my saving grace. My God. I fully expect my Savior God to... How dare you be discouraged, Craig? Remember, David encouraged himself in the Lord when they were going to kill him. His own men were going to stone him. That's pretty low. Even a staff turned against him, so to speak. Sometimes you don't have anybody around you. So you just got to look up to heaven and say, Father, I say to myself, be not discouraged, Craig. And be not disturbed. I fully expect my Savior God to break through for me. Hallelujah. That's a good verse to print out and meditate and memorize. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again, meaning I was praising him before the breakthrough. Yes. Now I'm going to praise him again when I see the breakthrough because he's my saving grace. Oh, my God, what a beautiful verse. What a beautiful verse. So meditate on that one because that's about breakthrough. Now have a look at 1 Chronicles chapter 14, 11. First Chronicles chapter 14, 11 hallelujah the lord is with us the lord is good he said meditate on breakthrough hallelujah and when the philistines heard that vader verse eight was anointed king over all israel all the philistines went up to seek david see not everybody's thrilled when you get blessed and david heard of it and went out against him he didn't run and the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephraim, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they came up to Bel Perazim, And David smote them there. And then David said, God has broken in upon mine enemies like, by, by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore he calleth the name of that place Bel Perazim. Perizim means break, breaking, break upon. God meaning Baal. You could say El Perizim, Baal Perizim. It means the God, literally, Baal Perizim means God of the breakthrough. That's what it means. Baal was a, (laughs) we have the word God. Muslims use the word God. We also use the word God. God is an interchangeable word. Baal, you associate with an evil god because they would worship the god Baal. But Baal simply means God. It's an interchangeable word. They just used the word Baal as their God, but Baal meant in that time God in general. It didn't necessarily mean the bad God, although they named their God the bad God. Do you understand? Those whoever the ones that worship Baal. Remember with Elijah and the prophets of Baal? But Baal does not necessarily mean that just the evil God. It is a word that means God, like El, E-L, would mean God or deity. So when David said, he's not talking about the bad God Baal. It means God. Baal means God. Perizim means breakthrough. In the Hebrew, it means God of the breakthrough. Now remember, Jerry prophesied the God of the breakthrough is going to visit your house. This is an actual biblical term. I'm saying this so that you don't think this is just something that it sounds cool and he made up. It says, I fully expect that God will break through for me. Amen. It says, Jesus's name is breaker or the breakthrough. Amen. My God, you can't get any more specific than that. And here David goes up and he b- defeats them. And he says, I'm going to call this land Baal Perizim, the God of the breakthrough. Amen. It's biblical. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's, a, there's a, a trio of movies from the 60s. I know, Taylor, you've never seen them. Uh, that I enjoy. Don't judge me. Nothing bad come out of the 60s, I don't think. Well, if they did it, I don't watch it. But there's three World War II movies that I enjoy watching. The Guns of Navarone. Force 10 from Navarone. And Where Eagles Dare yes don't judge me you watch much worse than that but in force 10 from Navarone they have to break a bridge and the professional guy is there with his explosives and he tells the commander who the the resistance the Nazis cross that bridge they're going to take that whole region because they got tanks and all these things they got to break the bridge but the guy the bridge is built into the living rock And so he says, the professional explosives guy says, you can't can't do this with explosives. Now, today the explosives are more powerful than they had in 1942. But back then, you can't do this with explosives. And the general says, or the the colonel, whatever, says, well, our engineers have told us that you can. And he says, engineers build things. I blow them up. (laughs) The one that built it don't understand how to blow it up. I know how to blow it up and explosives won't do the job and so they're they're basically defeated the Nazis are, are gonna pass and then one person mentions in passing well there's a dam up yonder and the explosives expert says well why didn't you mention that he goes well why would I what's that got to do with the bridge he goes oh if there's a dam up yonder oh I can put explosives on the dam and bust that baby and with the water now you've got your natural forces working with you instead of against you. It's built into the living rock. And he said, the force of that water hitting that bridge will destroy that bridge, destroy the struts. Explosives couldn't break it, but the, the force of water... Could destroy that bridge. And so the whole movie is about how they have to get to the thing and, and blow the dam and all the, you know, the stuff that goes there. And then they, and you see this water just bursting forth. And you see this massive, mighty river with, you know, when water is moving like that, it picks up boulders and trees and everything. And this massive moving, or like a tsunami almost, but in, in a little gully. And it hits the, the struts of that bridge, and, and you just and they're watching with their binoculars from a distance. And, and the, the Nazi tanks are on the bridge, and the men are running, and the bridge gives way. It breaks the struts. The, the tanks go into the river, and it, you know that's the movie. Sorry if you haven't seen it. Now you know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like this because it says, uh, "God has broken in upon mine enemies by my hand, like the breaking forth of waters." When water bursts forth let me tell you nothing can stand against it that's why tsunamis carry such devastation because water moving water you just think about it you pick up a a bucket of water that's pretty heavy that might only be what a couple gallons one gallon whatever that's heavy imagine millions water has weight when water is moving even though it looks like it's not powerful because it moves it's fluid the weight of that can destroy virtually anything and, and notice that he, he, he used that phrase. He didn't say, God broke upon my enemies like an avalanche of, of rocks. He said, like the breaking forth of waters. I think about that movie when I read this, and I think about the power of water can destroy anything in this world. You think about the tsunami, the one that happened on that Christmas day years ago. And how many millions, I don't know, how many people, were millions of people died. Just by water coming from the ocean it destroys everything nothing can stand against it I want you to think I want you to remember God the God of the breakthrough Baal Perizim is like water. He's like a tsunami when God gets to moving for you, it's like the dam has broken. It's like the earthquake under the ocean. And a wall of tsunami power, heavenly water is coming at that financial problem, at that sickness, whatever. you The wall of water is coming and he will break upon it and utterly demolish it. Amen. That's what you got to meditate on. The wall of water of God is coming for me. Amen. My God thank god for thank god for his promises if you take this and 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 hold it up to him say father if you didn't mean it you shouldn't have written it if you were god parisim to him you're the god of the breakthrough for me break upon me break upon my enemies as water like a tsunami of heaven against my financial straits against my health against whatever it is that you're facing against this addiction that i'm trying to overcome break upon it now i want you to notice a curious phrase god hath broken in upon mine enemies watch By my hand, very important phrase. To pray, God break upon them like a tsunami, and the end of prayer is unscriptural. Why? Because He does it through you. Now, sometimes God did just stand back, and God did it. But at other times, He said, Moses, stop whining, stretch your rod out, you part the sea. But at other times, He said to Joseph, Don't just don't move. Don't even let a man take a sword out of its sheath. I will do it and then they get confused and they start killing each other but at other times he said stop whining put your rod out in this case david didn't just have the instruction to stand back and watch god said you do something and i'll multiply your efforts david sling a stone the angel will make it like a bullet david take your sword out go up against the philistines I'll come upon you multiply your efforts by my anointing and it will be like a tsunami hits them but sometimes your involvement is required and in the new testament can I say this are you listening to me in the new testament unlike the old testament because of our covenant in the new is different to the old virtually every occasion that you're ever going to face always requires your participation In the Old Testament, there were times when it didn't because the covenant allowed that because they didn't have the weaponry and the abilities that we have today. They didn't have God living in them. They didn't have the word of God the way we have it today. They didn't have God's promises the way we have today. So sometimes God says, stand back, I'll do it. And even in the lesser covenant, many times said, you do something and I'll multiply it. Do you understand? But in the New Testament, virtually every case is, you do it and I'll come upon you. You use your faith. You use your words you step out. You believe me. Don't be lazy and say god 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 lord What i'm saying is god 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 i'll step out at your leading with your anointing and then as I step out god god God. Amen. Don't just go god 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 no as I obey it's god 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 why because i've got a better covenant Amen. He did they didn't have the holy ghost living in them. I do he expects more from me. To whom much is given, the Bible says, much is required. Well, aren't we in the New Testament given more than the old? So wouldn't more be required of us than the old? So in the old, they could sometimes just watch. But us, we have to participate and then watch. I'm not saying don't watch. It is God. But your involvement, your words, your faith, your obedience, your love walk, your agreement is, an, is very important to God's moving. You with me? So we have a scripture here that tells us first chronicles 14 11, that god is called the god of the breakthrough i want you to know it it wasn't just a nice cute thing that a man made up it's scriptural and there's another parallel we won't forsake a time but there's a parallel scripture if you're writing notes of the same story second samuel five twenty. if you want to study it later praise the lord so i've given you some scripture here micah chapter 2 amen, about the breakthrough. His name is breakthrough. Psalm 43, verse 5, the passion that I fully expect him to break through for me. And 1 Chronicles 14, 11, that he is the God of the breakthrough, the tsunami of heaven, my Lord. Now, that, those are some scriptures, and there's others, but I'm just giving you three. But I just want to now, i just felt the Holy Ghost say, just look at some times, and of course, there's so many. I mean, I could be here for 12 hours. There's so many times where god has broken through for people in the bible i mean listen if if the story was recorded it probably meant in some ways that god broke through breakthrough means victory when they were in the prison and the prison shook and the chains fell, he broke through i mean how many stories when, when the three hebrew children we will not bow we don't even have to talk about it no convo needed neb What's his name? Neb. Short for Nebuchadnezzar. I'm sure they called him Neb. <laughs> Neb, no convo needed. There is no thought to be given to the answer to that question. We don't have to anything about it. We don't have to vote. We will not bow. Yeah. And throw us in. Our God will deliver us. Yeah. I know you read it in a certain way, but read it again. People read that story wrong. The way it's phrased sounds like they say, if God wants, he'll deliver us. And if he doesn't, we're going to die. That is not what happened. Read it in the Hebrew. It's, it's, in the English, it's a little bit deceitful. But if you read it from the Hebrew, what they said is, if you change your mind and don't throw us in, we're not bowing. And if you do throw us in, our God will deliver us. That's what in the Hebrew it says go ahead and study it. I've studied it for hours. Believe me, you can trust me. Because he says, I'm going to throw you in. Everybody. If you don't worship, then they don't worship. Then the guy's changed his mind. Well, I'll give you another chance. Remember? Do it again. All these players play. Now, you better bow down this time. Because if you don't, I'm going to kill you. Well, you already said that at the beginning. They already disobeyed once, and he changed his mind. That's why, because he changed his mind, gave them a chance, a second chance, a mercy moment. Mm -hmm. That's why they said, if you do throw us in, God will deliver us. And if you change your mind again and don't throw us in, we're still not bowing. I mean, he gives the guy, he gives Neb nowhere to go. (laughs) If you don't throw us in, we're not bowing. And if you do throw us in, our God will deliver us. So take that. Put it in your pipe and smoke it (laughs) If I was the three hebrew children, that is what I would say And neb had a bad day He had a psychopathic episode Heat the thing so hot that his own mighty warriors are killed when they open the furnace door Throw them boys in See, the gift of faith was operating when, the, that's, why I can, that's why it always bothered me because it takes the gift of faith for a working of miracles. They had to have the gift of faith operating in order for the working of miracles to occur. But if you're saying, well, if our God doesn't want to deliver us, we'll die. That's not, that's not faith. That's not even basic faith, let alone the gift of faith. And in order for the miracle to happen, they had to have the gift of faith, which means if you read it through the Hebrew, not just the King James, you'll see they had the gift of faith. There was no question. There was no doubt. There was no issue. Yeah. That's right. If you don't throw us in we're not bowing and if you do our god will deliver us I love it. That's total victory nothing, but victory nothing, but victory and then they threw them in I wonder what that would have felt like walking in the fire Hey Shad, This is cool. I know rack Where's benny? He's over there touching the coals benny Stand up, what do you think? Isn't our God good? And they're just talking, and then they go, Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> Hello, sir. <That's> right. <laughs> and Jesus, the Christ, stands with them. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus was not going to miss out. I mean, Jesus is so cool. He says, I am not going to do one of the greatest miracles in the Bible and not experience it myself. Shaq, how you doing? (laughs) Benny, stop touching that. Look at me. (laughs) Rack boy, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Let's all look at Neb and go, eh. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. (laughs) <laughs> oh jesus that's called a breakthrough yes. they had to step out in faith paul and silas in the prison they had to step out in faith david he had to do it by his hand yeah. praise god you still with me Eleven fifty. you got 10 more minutes of enjoyment not endurement yeah. enjoyment i know you're praying that these 10 minutes would be extended <laughs> but they won't be second chronicles twelve twenty. i read it in the offering but i'm going to read it again second chronicles chapter 12 i uh, there's so i mean there's dozens of stories we could pick but these are just a few that rose up in my heart second chronicles 12 20. this is again is it is am i got that right second chronicles 20 verse 12 thank you 20 verse well this is jehoshaphat and they're coming against him oh our god wilt thou not judge them for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us neither know we what to do hey anyone ever said i don't know what to do but our eyes don't know what to do how to fix this but my attention (laughs) i'm not looking at the little necklace i'm looking at you Woo. And then that goes on and on and on. And he says, verse 16, Now go tomorrow down against them. Behold, you come up to the cliffs as you'll find them. You do not need to fight. in this is one of the rare cases where he says, don't do nothing. Yeah. You do not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Jerusalem and Judah, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. And he bowed his head to the ground. And they rose up early. I'm, go- I'm just skipping down. Verse 21, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers. Isn't, that, isn't praise such a huge part of our breakthrough? Yeah. Because it's an act of faith to praise God when everything's going wrong. Say so that and, and they praise the Lord. And I love this phrase, Jennifer, in the beauty of holiness. When you worship, get into his throne room. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. If you're praising, but you can't testify of the beauty of holiness, you haven't praised long enough. Somebody say, I want to praise the Lord, praise, praise, a little, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. That's fine if you can't get in. Do that to get in. But if you haven't prayed long enough till you see the beauty of holiness, you you, have got a little further to go because they got to the place where they were so enraptured engulfed, like Jerry says, in the presence of God, that that, that this holiness and his presence was so beautiful to them. My wife tells me times where she's in prayer because that's really a lot of her job is prayer every day, every day, six days a week. We give her one day off. She don't want to take any days off. Because she really prays for the church, prays for individuals, prays for the vision. That's part of her assignment. She'll come back sometimes and say, oh, my God, the Holy Ghost was waiting for me. I barely opened my lips and his presence was there. Oh, his presence is so precious. Listen, precious is beautiful. Oh, his presence, his holiness is so beautiful. The beauty of holiness. When you really know God, you'll get to see him in a beautiful way. That's what they did in their praise. And they went out before the army and said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So you've got to say it. His mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise. Remember, Pastor David says, in the rejoicing, power flows. When they began to rejoice, sing and praise, the Lord said, ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. And what? The children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. When they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy each other. When David was kneeling... And those three men were there to kill him because he's preaching the gospel in Mexico. And they've been after him for a while. They finally caught him. Kneel down. Say your last prayers. The guy put a shotgun in his mouth. David told me this personally. Is there anything to say? And he said, pull the trigger! But you see, that's the gift of faith. That's on him having a bad day. The gift of faith comes on you to deliver you from destruction pull the trigger. What? Go ahead in Jesus' name, pull the trigger, see what happens. Then that's faith, buddy. <laughs> when you got a shotgun in your mouth, that's faith. Now you see, because he acted in faith, God puts set ambushments. That's right. The guy beside him punches the guy with the shotgun in the face. Shotgun comes out, they start fighting. Don't you blow his head off. We're going to beat him to death with a club so then the guy with the shotgun says good idea the guy picks up the club is about it and the other guy tackles him there were three of them knocks him down no we're not going to club him. we're going to hang him and as they're getting the rope over the tree and david just looking at them all of them are focused the holy ghost says run and there was tall grass and he went through the grass and he was gone and they were looking for him they couldn't find him three of them fighting together about how to kill him it's setting ambushments But it took the gift of faith to say, pull the trigger when the shotgun was. I'm not sure you're probably never going to face that kind of pressure. But what I'm giving you an example in modern times that God can set ambushments. This is called a breakthrough, my brother and sister. With Hezekiah, it's called a breakthrough. Remember around this time tomorrow, there'll be bread will be a penny. And he caused them to hear the sound of chariots and they fled. Then that was a breakthrough for Samaria. But it took four lepers to step out in faith notice that you still with me yes. breakthrough hallelujah our eyes are on you causes a breakthrough now have a look at the second chronicles same same thing just go back six chapters to chapter 14 we see a wonderful man by the name of asa king asa who was a very godly man he did things that were right and good in the sight of the lord verse 2 and i want you to notice here in verse 11 he's facing a massive army and Asa cried unto the lord his god actually i wonder i wonder where is that lord where is that look where is it where is it where is it where is it where is that it tells the number of the people yeah but I'm looking for the other one that tells the number of the Ethiopians anyway he has 560,000 with him later on is it nine it says Yes, verse 9. And there came out against Asa, the Ethiopian, Zerah, with a host of a thousand thousand. Do you know what a thousand thousand is? A million people. Multiply a thousand by a thousand. It's a million. Brother, a million warriors. And Asa has 560,000. He is just over half. understand how serious this is? Asa needs a breakthrough. (laughs) He needs a breakthrough, Jennifer. And it says in verse 11, and Asa cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Meaning, don't matter if we're strong or weak, it's you. And you better say that when you're facing something. Oh, Lord, our God, for we, watch, rest. I love it. We rest on thee. And in thy name we go against this multitude. Oh, Lord, our God, let no man prevail against, watch, thee. He didn't say me. He said thee. Why? You are so invested in us, God. If the devil wins, he's won against you. Wow. You listening? Change the way you speak. Father, don't let our enemies overcome you. Because I am in you, and you are in me, and I am your body, and I'm seated in heavenly places. And he can't win against me, because if he wins against me, he wins against you. Now watch now, as Hezekiah, uh, uh, Joseph says, my eyes are on you. Asa says, I rest in you. Mm -hmm. When there's 440,000 more people against you than what you've got to match them, and you're talking to God, it takes faith to enter into rest. Hebrews chapter 4. Faith enters into rest. Asa understood that principle. Brother, he needed a breakthrough. I'm giving you principles on breakthrough. One is praise and putting your attention on him. That's Joseph. Another is rest. Not worrying. Lord, if he beats us, he beats you. You have to defend us because you're defending yourself because we're in you. What a revelation in a lesser covenant. How much more for us who is actually in Christ? should we not apply this to our life yeah. hallelujah yeah. praise the lord now just quickly first samuel chapter 14 i'm not going to read the whole story because you know it but this is our dear brother jonathan and his armor bearer that go up against the 20 garrison of the philistines but i just want you to read this one phrase because i don't have time to read the whole thing but it says this where is that where is that where is that i think it says six is it in six 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 <laughs> yes And Jonathan said to the young man that bear his armor, come and let us go up over the garrison these uncircumcised, that means uncovenanted. It may be the Lord will work for us. It may be because he didn't know yet because he was putting a fleece out. But we don't need fleeces because we've got the Holy Ghost. So for us, we don't say it may be. For us, we say it will be. But for him, because he didn't know the will of God yet, he said it may be that the Lord will work for us. Watch, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. God is not hindered whether there's lots of us, are you listening, brothers and sisters? Because I'm speaking to you by revelation. God is not hindered. Asa said the same thing. Lord, there's no problem with you. Whether we're strong or whether we're weak, because it's you. What a revelation! There is no hindrance. Whether there's a lot of us, strong, or whether there's few of us, weak. There's only two of us. There's twenty of them. They outnumber us ten to one you got to get to the point where you believe in your heart, Lord. Don't matter whether I'm poor or rich. Don't matter whether I'm black or white. Don't matter whether I've been saved three months or 30 years. Don't matter whether I was born on the wrong side of the tracks or the right side. Don't matter. Don't matter whether I've got it all together or whether I don't got it all together. I'm your child. I believe you in faith. And there's no hindrance for you to break through from me. My God. Hallelujah. Oh, there's no hindrance, brother and sister, for him to break through. There's no hindrance. Let me just give you one more because I like this one. 2 Kings 19, real quick, and then we'll close. 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 19. Now, you read this on your own a little bit later, but this is Hezekiah, a good king. God didn't do much for the bad kings, He does a lot for the good kings, people that kept His word. Now, you study it your own because I don't want to get into this. Children here, I, I got to be careful what I say. But every historian that i've ever read agrees on one thing the cruelest most vile most inhumane vicious ruthless heinous army that has ever lived on planet earth ever makes isis pale in comparison was the assyrians you study it what they would do to their victims when they came up they would skin people alive they would burn them alive. I mean, they did war- far worse than ISIS has ever done. Hamas is ever- makes them look like babies. Assyrians, every historian says, was the cruelest, most vicious army that has ever walked this planet. Worse than the Nazis, worse than Genghis Khan, worse than all of them. When they came, you're dead. They were the greatest army in the world. And you're dead in a traumatic, vicious, torturous way the fear that preceded the assyrian army was second to none yeah. are you listening to me yeah. now hezekiah is facing them yes, is. Yeah. you got to put that in context yes, and anyway you can read the whole story i'm not going to read the whole story but i want you to i want you to say verse 15 and hezekiah prayed before i mean you better pray i mean this is prayer yeah. this is prayer cubed Prayer on Red Bull. This is serious prayer. He knows what's coming. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord his God and said, O Lord God of Israel, whoo! Thou dwellest between the cherubims. Thou art the God even of thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, meaning you're the God over these people too. Thou hast made the heaven and the earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib which had which hath sent unto to reproach the living God Lord what did I say they beat us they beat you what's he saying they're gonna they're gonna skin us alive but they're approaching you in other words take it personal Lord because we're your children that's what God wants the New Testament saying you're in Christ he takes it personal he's already whooped the devil for you use your faith now he wants to break through I love it the truth lord the kings of assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands oh yes they have and have cast their gods under the fire for they were no gods but the work of men's hands wood and stone therefore they have destroyed them they destroyed all the other nations around them their gods now therefore o lord our god i beseech thee i mean this is a serious prayer save thou us out of his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know i mean everybody would know nobody's ever beaten the assyrians that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. I mean, this is, a, this is like the prophets of Baal and Elijah. This is a showdown. Hmm. Then Isaiah, the son of Abel, said to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against the king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord has spoken and it goes on and on and on and on. Praise God. I want to get down, get down to the bottom, get down to the bottom. Verse 35, Look, verse 34. And I will, this is God speaking, buddy. You don't mess with God. And I will defend this city to save it oh my god he heard the prayer for mine own sake and for the my servant david's sake david's long since gone but he's still remembering his faithfulness listen god remember your faithfulness even when you're dead when your great-grandchildren talk god remember your faithfulness now watch now i love this verse 35 and it came to pass that night that night jenny he prayed that day that night the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000 men. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. Remember, Nineveh, where Jonah was sent, was the hub of the most cruel nation on the planet, which is one of the reasons Jonah didn't want to go because he said they don't deserve it. And God still showed mercy to the most awful people on earth. And they repented. But he goes back, listen, listen, boy. The most dangerous people in history sharpening their knives to skin you alive. But your king is praying. And that night he sleeps because he's resting like Asa in the Lord. And God says to his angel, go. Just like that angel of death Killed all the firstborn. That angel with his sword. How do angels can move at superhuman speed? 180,000 men in one night? Just let's just say, give generosity. Let's just say, I haven't done this. Let's just say 12 hours just to be generous. That's 15,000 an hour. Divide by 60, that's 250 a minute. Divide by 60. That's 4.1 Assyrians per second. My goodness. If I line up all four of you and I take a sword and I go, shoo, your heads off, I just killed four of you in one second. That angel did it at that speed for 12 hours straight. The cruelest, most wicked people that history has ever heard of wake up in the morning and they're dead. And Hezekiah listen tyrone of god could do that in a lesser covenant the god of the breakthrough can visit my house man i tell you this sermon is better than i thought it would be my lord that's because of the anointing ephesians 3 20 my god is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or even think according to what the power That works yield to the power speak the power speak the word and God will break through exceeding abundantly is a breakthrough Heavenly Father I thank you if you did it for Jehoshaphat if you did it for Asa if you did it for Hezekiah if you did it for Shackrack and Benny if you did it for Paul and Silas if you did it for David and if you did it for a hundred others that we don't have time to mention in a lesser covenant you can do it for me. I'm part of the covenant of promise. I'm your man. God lives in me. He's already gone through. He's already hung on that cross. He's already broken. He's already victored. He's already put the footprints in the sand ahead of me. Now I lay hold of it by faith, violent faith, and I take it now. I thank you that the covenant works for me. You are breaking through the God of the breakthrough. Perazim is visiting my house. And we'll continue. My God, I feel the spirit of faith. My God, I'm telling you, I feel the spirit of faith on me this morning. Nothing shall be impossible to them that believe. Oh, Jairus, don't shy. Don't be afraid. Don't cry. Only believe. All things are possible to them that believe, even the raising of the dead. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. Let that spirit of faith get like a rain, like a mist. Let it get over on them, Lord. Let it soak them. Let it get in their hair. Let it get on their clothes. Let it get in their hearts. Let that anointing in this atmosphere, Father, and even in their homes, let it just descend like a mist and get all over them. Let it envelop them in Jesus' name. Let them rise up in their hearts and say it is all things are possible because I'm a child of the covenants of promise. If God would do it for them, if God can do it for Jehoshaphat, Asa, and Hezekiah, he will do it for me. And more so, because I'm seated in heavenly places. I reach out the hand of faith and I take it by faith. Amen. According to the power of my faith that works in me, he'll do exceeding abundantly. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. And I thank you if you've got any kind of spirituality to you at all Your heart is open right now and you're saying lord quicken this to me make this real to me Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the anointing on the word It goes like revelation into my heart. I'm going to start to live this I'm going to start to think this i'm going to listen to this sermon again Not because pastor craig's great, but because the word and the anointing is great And I need to meditate and hear it over and over and over and over and over I feel like i'm not even in my body this morning which is so unusual because God was very quiet with me about the sermon. But the anointing is stronger than it normally is. I'm going to listen to this again. Because there's an anointing, there's a spirit of faith on this that even I need to hear. Because that, that is on me now strong. I can choose to walk in it daily. But sometimes I go through hard times like you. And I need to be built up and strengthened. God will even use my own sermon to build me up. Don't be embarrassed to turn it on again and listen. Because the spirit of faith is on it. Thank God you go to a church with the spirit of faith instead of somebody that tells you just accept it and God works in mysterious ways. No, he's revealed them unto us. <laughs> the next verse. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, I love you.